All right, here we go. This is the news for September 10th, 2020. It's uh, September's kind of rough this year. It's always been rough since 9-11. Don't forget we got 9-11 coming up here in the U.S. That's a big, that's a big, huge thing. What were you doing on 9-11? I was delivering freight. In fact, I was down in, I remember exactly where I was. I was down in uh, uh, Beach Island, South Carolina. I just made a delivery there and I was going to Connecticut. And I thought, wow, there's nothing I can do about what's going on, but I can deliver freight. And I thought, wow, that's the most patriotic thing I can do. You know, what else could I do? Sit around and watch TV about the event? No, I delivered freight. So that's what I did. Other than that, this week, you know, we got some bad weather in Utah, Colorado. We got some high winds. California, up in Oregon, we got the California fires going crazy, which is, you know, not a, you know, it's just what happens. Next, you're going to hear on California, you're going to hear the rain, then you're going to hear about the mudslides. Mudslides are next. It's usually the way it works. You know, fires, rain, mudslides. And mudslides can actually be quite worse than the fires in some ways. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. You know, it's the price we live at when you want to, you know, there's certain, everybody, every place has its price to live in, and that's the, the price you live at out there. Uh, I live in Wisconsin. It's getting colder. It's getting chilly. It's going to, you know, winter's going to be here. Don't forget, chains, September 1st. you got to have your chains on in Colorado. Got to have the chains on in Colorado. Uh, when you're going across the I-70 corridor, you know, if you're a uh, single axle only, you're going to need two, three railers. And if you're, uh, you know, if you're a twin screw, you're going to need at least four, at least four singles. But I'd have at least six on there in case you're going to put some on the tires. Generally, if you're going all over the U.S., what you're going to want for, for, you know, you got a big truck, you got, you got a, you know, twin screw. You're going to want a set of three railers, and then you're going to want at least six yeah, six to eight single rails. You know, depending where you're at. Uh, you can get away with, every state's different, but for the most part, you know, if you have a twin screw, you can put a sink, you can put singles on the outside of each drive tire. So you need four there. Then if you're in Oregon, you're going to need drag chains. You're going to need two more. So that's at least six in Oregon because you got to stagger them. You know, one on each trailer, one on one side, the lead box. If you have, you know, twin screws or doubles and you put one on the other side so that you need at least six and then if you're uh california you're gonna have to chain up all your stuff so uh, except for the dolly if you get a you got a set of doubles you don't chain up the double or the dolly you just chain up the trailers each wheel on the trailers the outside wheel so if you got let's say you got single axle you gotta have three railers on the single axles and then you have to have uh four uh, single chains, one on each tire on the outside of each trailer, so that's four there. You know, two on each trailer on the outside, so that's four. So you're looking at one set of three railers and then four sets of singles. But if you're a twin screw, then you're going to need uh, uh, four four for the drives, you know, one single on each side of each, outside of each drive. Then you're going to need four on each trailer, so that's eight. Or if you're, you got a big box, then you're only going to need six, you know, four and then two on the trailers because you got to chain up your, your trailers in California. I don't know how many times I've chained them in California and then, like, you know, the CHP came by and said, chain law lifted. And it was like, really? I just finished putting these damn things on. You know, I didn't want to do it to begin with. And now you're lifting the chain like Great. Oh, oh, fun, fun. 
So the best thing to do is just try to keep dry, you know, put all your stuff. If a co-driver wakes up, what I do, I don't have my co-driver. You know, I don't have him help me chain up. I just have him sit in the passenger seat. And then what I do is just have him move the truck back and forth. Then we don't drag a bunch of junk into the truck, snow, ice, whatever. And then if we're, um, let's see what else. Oh, then I take these, like the seals, the brightly covered seals. A lot of companies would give you these. And where you hook the chains up together, I put one of these on the outside so I know where it is because sometimes they're hard to find during the winter. So do that. Put those together. And then when you stop, you can see where they're at. It makes it a lot easier taking them off. All right. That being said, let's get on with the show. Okay, here we go. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with kingfish right here well, you know it wouldn't be long before we get back to covid seems to be the thing these days apparently over in san juan new mexico that's i-40 you know if you're coming in to i-40 uh going westbound you know from texas you're gonna hit the san juan port of entry the big sign out front says you know welcome to new mexico uh face mask required you know, it says it right there, right there at the port, too. So anyway, according to the to the uh, Kauai County Sun, I'm probably not saying that right, Q-U-A-Y, 46-year-old truck driver Christian Lee May declined to wear a face covering while interacting with port personnel. May then reportedly became disorderly and continued, continued refusing the mask before throwing his driver's license at a port inspector. So May was cited for violating the state's public health act, which... Yeah, but and he did not sign a citation. He has since been issued a criminal summons to appear in court September 30th to make a plea on the charge. If May fails to appear, uh, a warrant for his arrest will be issued. Any violation of the state's public health act is a misdemeanor punishable by a hundred dollar fine and six months in jail. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm not real big on wearing a mask. I mean, I wear one because I have to, and that's just the way it is. But the truth is. Yeah, these port of entry people, you know, I don't know what happened before that, but these port of entry people are dealing with people from all over the country. They don't know where you've been. They don't know who you are. They don't know what you do. So just wear the damn mask. It's not that big a deal. Put it on when you walk in a building. Take it off when you get out if that's your thing. And just wear it for a few minutes if it de-escalates the situation. Wearing a mask would be a lot better than getting an arrest for, you know, getting a warrant for your arrest. Or paying a hundred dollar fine or six months in jail. That didn't sound like fun. So, like I said, these people are dealing with people from all over. Now, myself, I go through the San Juan port of entry every single week. I usually go through at night. They're all very nice people. In fact, they hardly ever pull me in. They just wave at me and I wave back and it's not a big deal. So, I don't know what was going on with this guy, but, you know, you know, freedom of speech, whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna get a 
You're gonna get you're gonna get a hundred dollar fine because you can wear the stupid mask. It only takes a minute. Put it on, take it off when you're done. When you're interacting with others, it's not a big deal. I don't see what the problem is. So, but that being said, you know, just it is what it is. All right, let's get moving on. All right, just when yeah, 2020, just when you think it can't get any worse. All right, large scale wildfires forced multiple tra- uh, tractor drivers, you know, truck drivers to abandon their vehicles on an inter- in an Oregon interstate. So, here's what happened: the smoke got so bad, these guys had to abandon their trucks. And you know, so the Oregon Department of Transportation has called for those who abandon their vehicles on I-5 to contact the authorities. This was just north of the California state line. So, if you're one of the guys that had to abandon your truck and you're north of I-5 due to smoke or you know visibility whatever uh, I, i'm kind of curious if anybody did that let me know what did you do how did you did you get in the car how did you what did you what did how did you what was the whole process like would you do walk out of there yeah I'm, I'm curious but anyway if you're one of those vehicles contact the oregon department of transportation let them know that you're abandoning your truck on the interstate and what's going on so they can plan ahead they get these guys got a lot of you know they get a lot of balls they're juggling right now so and the smoke's pretty bad. It looks pretty bad from these photos. I haven't been up there, so. And if you're going to Oregon or California and you're going to go into these fire areas, check the roads. You know, you may not be able to get through. Just check the roads before you go. All right, let's move on. Well, it looks like Blue Parrot's got a new headset. Quite honestly, it's probably not going to be much different than the one they got now. Uh, the next generation B, B, uh, B450XD. Personally, myself, I use the... Uh, I don't know what the model number is, but it's the big headphone one with the stereo headsets. I, I like it because I can listen to my podcast and, you know, I'm talking at the same time. By the way, this isn't a commercial for Bluetooth, Blue Parrot. I just like the product. You know, they work for me. You know, they, uh, I don't know. I've never had one go bad. I've had batteries die from using them for years. But other than that, that's the only problem I've ever had. And a lot of times people don't even know I'm, on the, I'm driving down a road. And it's really loud in the truck, so I like them. But anyway, they're coming out with a new model. Uh, if you got one, you probably, I don't see any reason to update. But if you don't have one, it's one to look into. So, all right, Blue Pair's got a new headset. All right. And they didn't pay me to say that. Even though they probably should, because I love the product. All right, let's move on. All right, this is an interesting issue. Um, apparently, as the vaccine comes near to completion you know, hopefully for the COVID-19, who knows if that's actually happening. You know, these things, you know, they've just recently heard about it. One group being set back. There's multiple groups, you know, exploring a vaccine. It's not just one place, but anyway, as vaccine nears, airports and trucking services need to be ready. And what they mean by that is that the article talks about how, you know, there's going to be a central location where this stuff is probably made. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, it's just pick any place. Let's say Indiana, for instance. I don't know where they're making all this stuff. Let's just say Indiana. Well, they're going to need vials. They're going to need stoppers. They're going to need refrigerated equipment. You know, everything that transports this stuff has to be refrigerated. Has to be kept at a constant temperature. So, and then a lot of it's going to go by air freight because the stuff needs to move fast. So you're going to see airports with logistical issues. You know, they're going to have to have you know truck parking at the airports. They're going to have to have you know, it's just so many different things. And now they're saying that the vi- the virus is a twofer. You know, the vaccine is a twofer. So you take your shot, then you go back, whatever the length of time is, you take the second one. 
So they're looking at like 3.5 million doses in the U.S. alone. So you, you start talking about the whole world. Now, if they start making this stuff, let's just say, you know, who knows where they're going to make it. But let's just say they all start making it in India or Indiana. Then, you know, it's going to go all over the world from Indiana until they can get all the sites up, the labs up to speed in other places around the world. You know, they're going to want to make this as close to home as possible. Or let's say India. India apparently is really big on this stuff. So they start making it over there and shipping anywhere else. You know, start spreading it out. They're going to want a, you know, six, uh, secure, safe network. So the logistics behind this is going to be huge. And there's going to be a lot of stuff. Because this stuff is not, they're not going to want this sitting around. This stuff's going to move. And it's going to move fast. Uh, UPS put out a press report a few what, about a month ago saying that they were building refrigeration facilities. Uh, I think it was in Denmark or the Netherlands, something like that. And uh, also in Louisville, Kentucky, for the in anticipation of this, uh, you know, the vaccine. And I imagine other places are doing the same thing. You know, everybody's going to start ramping up because when this thing's going, it's going to go fast and it's going to start moving fast. And they're going to want to get it out there. So. I think you're going to see some changes, you know, how this thing runs. Whether you believe in it or not, whatever, you know, this is what it is. And, you know, I, personally myself, I'm taking it seriously. You know, you do what you want, but I'm taking it seriously. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, anybody that's got that kind of stuff, to me, it's, they got the right of way. I'm not messing around with that stuff. All right, let's get moving on. Well, this is something we reported on earlier also. Uh, the Chilean truck drivers were on strike because they were getting attacked by terrorists. You know, so they went on a seven-day seven, seven day strike. And, you know, a lot of things they haul are salmon, fruit, and forestry products, you know. So I imagine the salmon, they don't want that sitting around for too long. So anyway, uh, they were blocking the highways and things like that and just causing an uproar. Well, you know, they had some guys get killed, you know, by the terrorists, and they were getting tired of it. So they started talking, and they just said, hey, screw this, we're going to go on strike. So... The, the Chilean you know, president has said that uh, they're gonna, the state's going to work more on you know, protecting the drivers and beefing up security and things like that. It says here, the government is committed to promoting a set of measures to improve road safety and the protection of transporters and to better support victims of terrorism, he said. The deal follows a growing chorus of warnings from Chilean industry about the strike's impact on business and consumers. So good luck to the the Chilean drivers, you know, apparently going on strike for them worked out. Hopefully the, they'll get the issues worked out and the drivers will be protected so they can do what they do best, bring the products to the people. All right. Good luck, guys. And congratulations on a successful end of your strike. All right. Looks like the recovery is coming back. This is an article from the JOC.com. Okay. It's a newspaper. Anyway. Looks like Los Angeles to Chicago truck rates double as imports consume capacity. So apparently the capacity coming in from the ports of Los Angeles are going from, you know, going the freight going to Chicago and out. You know, the rates are going up because there's just not enough trucks to carry this stuff. And apparently there's a network imbalance, you know, more stuff coming to the Midwest than leaving out. So companies are charging more. And it looks like Ontario, California to um, Chicago is a big one. It says their truck rates from the U.S. coast ports to points 
inland or rising, in some cases doubling year over year, as a flood of imports flows inland from Los Angeles and Long Beach. I used to live in Long Beach when I was a kid. Colliding with domestic intermodal constraints and trucking networks still distributed, oh, disrupted by the COVID-19 pandemic. A powerful ripple effect originating on the ocean. Is, you see what they did there? Ripple effect on the ocean. Is raising truckload and less than truckload rates as shippers pay more to meet e-commerce deadlines. So anyway, if you're shipping from California to the Midwest, eh, your rates may have gone up. That's, uh, you know, when you bring things from overseas, I guess you're going to have it in balance. Just the way things work. Anyway, that's all I got for this week. I thought I had more, but I didn't. I was just going through the news reports. There's not too much to talk about. You know, this this week is, you know, it's a trying week. Uh, for me, it's going to be a short week. This week, I leave out Thursday morning, 8.30 a.m. I just got to go to Oklahoma City. From there, I go to Memphis. Then I go to Wisconsin. Then I go back to Chicago. And then I'm off for the rest of the week. And I'll go back till Thursday. So I suspect I'll be home late Friday night, Saturday morning, hopefully. So it's a short week. But I'll get paid for the whole as if I did the whole week. So I'm fine with that. It's going to be fine. Uh, and I'll stay away from the 80 and the 70 where there's a lot of bad weather. So it shouldn't be too bad. I should be able to knock it out pretty quick. My suggestion, winter's here. Start getting your winter gear ready. Do it now. Don't wait until it starts snowing. Get ready. Get prepared. You know, get your chain supplies up. Whatever you need. Your gloves, your boots, whatever clothing you use to make to get your chains. Make sure you got your proper chaining tools. Pull your chains off your truck. Make sure that they're, you know, stretch them out. Make sure they're in good condition. Also, make sure that the carabiners are open. It's a lot easier. Hang, hang them up properly. Make sure they're not all tangled up. Trying to untangle chains in a snowstorm is just not fun. You know, it's a real pain in the ass. Uh, you know, things like that. Those are the things you need to do. Just make sure those things are, you know, done. You know, it makes it a lot easier when you're in the in the cold of things. I was going to say the heat of things, but no, the cold. You know, make sure you get all that stuff done. You know, uh, throw some extra food in the in their truck. You know, stuff that doesn't go bad, you know, canned goods, things like that. Throw some extra bottled water in there, you know, in case you do get stuck somewhere. Because you, you can easily get stuck for a day or so. It's not uncommon. Longest I ever got stuck was 36 hours. I was glad I had a few gallons of water in the truck and I had some canned goods. Without that, I'd be in a lot of trouble. So make sure you got some water. Make sure you got some canned goods. Make sure you got some wet wipes just in case you need them. Gotta wipe your hands down other things if you absolutely have to you know be prepared don't mess around also as we always say here get over for the stop trucks cars ambulances fire cops whatever on the shoulder yeah you don't know what these people are doing just get over yeah it might save a lot of problems down the road all right that's all we got this week i'm gonna go ahead and cut this off uh hopefully next week a little bit better still working on some interviews just haven't had time to do them maybe we'll start doing them next week you want to see some of the photos we put up go to uh the trucking with kingfish uh facebook page or go to the uh you know if you're not interested in that go to the big big uh what is it big trucks and hot rods facebook group there's a lot of posts a lot of a lot of photos a lot of cars put up there not so much in the last six months because of this covid stuff a lot of car shows been canceled but if you get your you know a nice car you get a nice big truck you want to post it you know, put a post up there. Let's see what you got. It's uh, Big Trucks and Hot Rods on the Facebook page. I moderate that one, so it might take me a couple days to 
to approve you if you joined because I, well, I went over the road driver. You know how that goes. So, yeah, a lot of time is always in the wrong places. So anyway, I'm going to cut this off, like I said before, and I hope everybody has a great day. And remember, 9-11. here. You know, 9-11's here. So, you know, take a few moments to reflect on that. Uh, it's crazy times we live in right now. Hopefully things will get better. But we are, in the U.S. here, we, we are a work in progress in the United States. We are a work in progress. We are the great experiment. We will, we will figure this out. We may go through hard times, but we are a work in progress, and we will figure it out, and we will adapt. We're definitely not the best. Nobody is the best, but we can be better, and we will always be better. We can always get better. We may take a few steps back, but we'll take a few steps forward too. We are a work in progress. And we will, we will be better. We are always, we always get better. And we shall do the best we can. All right. Let's stay. It's always been that way. I've always thought that way. So anyway, all right, that's it. Have a nice weekend. Talk to you later.